This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Muslim Backpacks. My go-to backpack, personally. Water-resistant, fits a number of outfits, clothing, etc. Laptop compartment, water bottle compartment. And it goes from shoulder strap backpack style to duffel bag style. Also, they got some really cool designs, my G. So get over to Muzzum, M-U-Z-M-M dot com. And enter promo code DJ SoFly at checkout for 20% off. That's DJ S-O-F-L-Y-Y at checkout for 20% off. M-U-Z-M-M dot com. Get on over there, bro. Fly Perspective Podcast, rolling out straight heat today, baby. Taking it back. Taking it all the way back. I don't know what what year this was. I might have to look this up. Curtis Mayfield, diamond in the back. Before my time, you know. But I like to educate you guys on some classics. Straight classic, baby. Fly Perspective Podcast. Perspective Podcast. It's your boy DJ SoFly, episode number 32. Curtis Mayfield, uh, Diamond in the Back, or if you want to call it Just Be Thankful. I believe there's a play on both uh, titles for that record back from 1972. I remember reading some a while ago, or it was on a documentary or something. I want to say he spent like 900 bucks on that record getting it done. He also had another record about a Cadillac. You know, that Cadillac was that boy back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Well, nothing for old school players to want to pull up in them Cadillacs back then with them white walls and um yeah man you know uh like he says on the record man just be thankful for what you got you know what i'm saying uh i know a lot of times we we kind of you know get caught up in what we don't have or what somebody else has going on but we got to be thankful for what we have and always understand there are silver linings in every situation that you're going through you know it could always be worse in whatever situation i know i have to definitely humble myself plenty of times when I thought it was the end of the world about something. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I talked about it a couple times on here. Um, side note, I don't know if you guys can hear that in my back. Um, 
my background, it's like some street work going on. I hear somebody out there with like a, a fucking jackhammer doing something in the concrete. It's about nine in the morning, so I know people that are up and you know at it. That's or or that's really sleep. <laughs> they mad as hell that there's jackhammer going on. But if not all good, we still gonna get it done, man. Um, what I want to start off with, man. Uh, I, I I will confess, man. I know I talked about Darnell plenty of times on here, which is my drunk alter ego. And I try to talk about containing him and keeping him under wraps. But Darnell managed to escape this past weekend, man. Well, the weekend before last, man. Uh, man, I don't even know where to start, bro. Um, yeah, Darnell just came out, bro. Um, and I told you guys before that sometime, man, I use drinking as a, um, a release to kind of feel better about things that are going on or, or to uh, calm my stress levels down. And, um, yeah, sometimes, man, my brain just don't be working where it's just like, man, you stop drinking. You didn't had enough. And long story short, man, Darnell then came out. Uh, Darnell then lost my phone. So my iPhone 10, was, 10 Max was gone. Um, and then this past week, I spent, the, you know, what? I spent three days with, uh, instead of my, my replacement of, you know, the other 10 Max came from the insurance company, which I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about them motherfuckers in a minute. But. I spent three days with, um, you know, I had to scramble around the house to figure out if I had a phone, like a, just an extra phone around here, which I ended up having an HTC Evo from the early 2000s that had like a kickstand on that bitch, <laughs> which I activated that one. And I was like, okay, cool. That mug kept freezing up. Battery kept dying. Uh, then I had an iPhone that was laying around the house. I couldn't figure out how to get into it. I finally figured out how to get into it, figured out the email that I had on that account. So I to get to that. It was an iPhone 4. And I uh, got that activated, and that mug was just, like, going from a 10 to a 4. It's crazy to see how technology comes so far along, man. And really how much, I mean, you know, I'll say personally how much I was kind of thrown off by not having my phone and having things up to date and all that because my phone was lost. And I had to start all the way over. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't able to update, I mean, back up my other phone because of the, the cloud, after a certain amount of you know data on the cloud, they want to charge you. I couldn't put it on my Mac because they were trying to uh, make me do a whole um, uh, updated system, a new a new system or whatever, operating system. And I didn't want to lose what I had on there. It said you could risk losing what you had on your computer by changing it to a whole operating system. So I was like, fuck it, man. I'm not going gonna, gonna to back this phone up. So I lose the phone. Um, yeah, lost the phone, and I got this iPhone 4 which don't support no apps that we use today. Like, I tried to download Tidal. It didn't support that, uh, et cetera. So, you know, the iPhone 4, I was thankful for, you know, being able to get me from point A to point B as far as keeping in contact with the world. But I was like, damn. So I filed an insurance claim, which is a fucking ripoff, bro. I pay like $14 a month with Sprint for this, like, insurance, right? I'm thinking that, okay, I got insurance they can just send me out a phone. I'm thinking maybe it's some type of a deductible or, you know, not too much or no deductible. I call these motherfuckers, bro. They talking about the deductible is $275 for them to send me a replacement iPhone X Max. I said, what? So I wrestled with that for about two days, man. Then I called their ass and I was like, yo, I've been a value customer for about... I don't know, 15 years or so. You know, I've had this phone since I was in high school. This uh, this line, this telephone number since I was in high school. So I was like, look, bro, I've been a value customer. Like, there's got to be something you guys can do for me because 
I'm not I'm not coming out of 275, bro. I said, I ain't got it right now. So they was like, okay, long story short. They end up cutting me a deal and uh, taking care of my phone bill for the month and knocking some money off that deductible and I was able to get me a new phone. But it's like, how am I paying you $14 a month for insurance and that doesn't cover me a phone? And I've been paying $14 for this insurance for I don't know how long on all the iPhones that I've had. So you got to think, that adds up over time, man. So it's kind of like you really don't need to have that insurance unless you're that scared about losing the phone, which then you can pay that 14 and you can pay 275 to get a whole nother phone. Like that sounds like a huge, huge ripoff, bro. But to add matters into another situation of Darnell. So after I lose my phone with Darnell, I come outside from where I was at. Now, mind you, I'm on the east side with my boy KP. KP has a suit on. Uh, where we're at, I just got on some joggers and like a tee or something like that. You know, shout out to KP, nigga had a suit on. He was fresh, he was casket fresh in that bitch. Um, I come outside, man, and my car has been sideswiped. Yeah, bro. The whole right side of that boy is a badass sideswipe. I'm like, damn. So... <laughs> So I, I had to drop the car off, you know, two days later uh, at the, you know, with the insurance at the body shop with the insurance and, you know, the cars in the shop now. They got, got the loaner car. But it's like, bro, if that ain't a sign of a hey, bro, you got to stop drinking. You got to stop. You got to tone it down with the drinking. I don't know what it is because I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. I be having little spurts where God be talking to me, man. And I know y'all have spurts, too, you know, where, where God be talking to you about certain things. And that's one of the things that he has been talking to me about. Like, you have to slow down with the drinking, bro. You know, so um, sober days, man. I've been sober for, what, almost a week and a half now, which is not a struggle. That's the thing. It's not like I'm an alcoholic where I got to wake up and drink some vodka. I got to drink up and drink a beer. But nah. but when I drink, I don't want to stop. So, sober days, bro. And you got to, you know, it's a lot of people like that I know, too. Like, I've, I've encountered a lot of people, whether it be online, that's been listening to this podcast and reached out to me like, yeah, man, I struggle with the same thing. I'm, You know, it's good to see somebody, you know, uh, actually speaking on this and, and actually being vulnerable enough. It's like, man, I don't really care, man. I'm, I'm open. I'm on open book on this thing for the most part. But, yeah, man, got to tone down the drinking, man. And, um, you know, it ain't nothing to it, man. You just... Do what you gotta do. Uh, speaking of that, I went to the um, the the uh, Hip Hop of Legends tour. Uh, this was the other day, this past Saturday, and didn't have a drink at all, man. It had a good time. I um, it was Juvenile was the headliner. They had A Ball, MJG. They had Scarface. They had Too Short. They had DJ Quick. Um, and I want to say the flyer said they were supposed to have Pastor Troy there, but Pastor Troy wasn't there. You know, Pastor Troy got that vice versa and that ATL ho. You know that song. Sipping my green tea, by the way. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a good concert, man. Um, funny thing about it was the whole show, we in the wrong section until somebody came. Now, mind you, these people showed up when Juvenile went on stage. Like, the concert been going on for, like, three hours. You know what I'm saying? And these people show up when Juvenile goes on stage. It was the headliner. He's the last person. They're like, oh, you, y'all sitting in our seats. We're like, well, shit, nah, da, da, da. We showing the ticket. The lady like, man, y'all supposed to be down there by the floor, bro. Like, y'all all the way up here. We was like, well, shit, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the funny thing about it. We were sober the whole time. And it was like we was in the wrong section. But 
when I looked down at what section we were supposed to be in, them old heads was crunk. I'm not mind you, them old heads was crunk. I, I was sitting behind auntie that had to be like 55 or 60 years old. She was dozing off in the whole concert. I had this dude to the right of me in a row in front of me that had a cowboy hat on. Unc ain't have it all the way together. He was an old head. He had a cowboy hat on with like some damn, uh, I don't know, like a, a corduroy suede jacket vest or some shit. I don't know. Unc ain't have it all together. This fool was playing Wheel of Fortune in there the whole time while the you know the light that on your phone that you can turn on like the flashlight mode he had the flashlight on and it was just shining in front of him and on people in front of him and people looking like man why this nigga got this damn flashlight on if you if you've seen my instagram story a lot of people i, I put him on my instagram story it was a video of him on there and people was replying to that um what else it was crazy to see too how instead of people enjoying the concert so much they were on their phones. Like they were too busy trying to capture it to videotape it, or they were too busy like Instagram living or recording themselves dancing and singing the songs, which is fine and dandy. But it's like, you know, you got to look at how our culture has shifted with these phones. I just lost the phone, and I kind of like, I was kind of like, damn, not panicking, but it was like, man, I'm I don't have no connection with the world. I wonder who's calling me. I wonder who's texting me. I wonder what's going on on social media because the iPhone four at the time it wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't support none of the apps I needed it to, and it was lagging so much and going so slow. I was like, "Damn how how was I able to use this phone back in the day?" And it's, it's go it goes this slow, you know what I'm saying? But I, it was just crazy to see people capturing the moment like that, and they're not actually living in the moment. You know, um, just like you know when you go out places and you see people at the table and everybody's on their phone at the dinner table or something like that, or you know. I've kind of ex girls out in situations like that too. Like if I would meet a girl and we would go on a date, like our first date or so, or meet out, and she was always on the phone or, or you know, it's kind of like I ex you out because of that. You know, I met a girl once that said she didn't even like talking on the phone. She would rather text. It's like, well, what? Well, that means you can't hold no conversation in person. You know what I'm saying? So I had to ex that out. But um, yeah, that so- whole social media thing is, you know, it, it got us, man. It got us. It really does. But at the same time, it was kind of bittersweet because I was able to, like, just kind of not really think about, like, checking my phone all the time or, or thinking about who's calling, you know, after a while. It's kind of just sweet. I was just chilling in my own little bubble, not worrying about what's going on on social media or checking this app or checking that app or, you know, looking to see what's going on with my investment apps or, you know, just random things you just pick up your phone for. Or check your email. You know, you all... You know, just randomly picking your phone up all the time. I was able to just chill and focus on what I had going on in front of me. But... I got my phone, um, finally, you know what I'm saying, and, um, let's talk about that too, man, the delivery dude, I think it was FedEx, it's trash, bro, you know, it said the phone was supposed to be delivered in the morning, so I purposely opened my front door and had the screen door locked on my, you know, at, at the crib, at my house, I wake up, uh, it was like 9.30, and I check my phone just to see, like, okay, when the package was supposed to be, it says it's supposed to be there by 10.30, it said it had a note on there basically saying that receiver wasn't at home to receive the package. I go down, you know, the stairs to the front door, and there's a note on my front door that's like, "Oh, nobody was here." Blah blah. Pick up the package or be will be redelivered. I'm like, bro, my front door was open. I ain't hear nobody ring the doorbell. My G, like, bro, did not try to deliver that package at all, but. Ended up having to go to the store, get the package, got my phone, 
We're not even going to mention the fact that they gave me a refurbished phone. Like, this phone didn't even come in a authentic iPhone box with the authentic charger and some headphones. Now, this mug came with in a, in a box, the iPhone did, in a charger, like a second-hand charger. It wasn't even like the official Apple charger. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, okay, not only that, but y'all done sold me a refurbished phone replacement. And I got to look some stuff. I don't even know how good refurbished phones are. You know what I mean? But I know it ain't the real deal. I know they, it has some kind of glitch in it. They had to go in and fix it. So I, don't know, I might complain and try to get them to send me another one because it has been lagging a little bit and doing little weird things. My service hasn't been like the other one. You know what I'm saying? This one ain't really twerking like my other iPhone X Max. You know what I'm saying? Now, not to mention, I had to buy a whole nother case. I had to order another case. You know, because you can't walk around with no glass phone with no case on it. Because as soon as you drop the phone, it shatters, bruh. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's my little tidbit for that. Um, I think my car will be done in like two weeks. It was so bad, they hit me up the other day and told me they got to replace the passenger door. That's how deep the dent was. in the pa- Not the passenger, but the rear passenger door. That's how deep the dent was. You know? Sucks, man. Sucks all the way around, you know? Um... But I'm definitely going to do these sober days. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to definitely be more cognizant of of the drinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? I know when I put my mind to something, I can do it because this may be hindering me from getting to my next level of what I need to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that may be the reason why I haven't reached my next level of myself. I don't know if you guys look at my day-to-day videos and I speak about the new level of you. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to focus on things that we're doing. We have to do self-reflections of things that we're doing in life and, and evaluate those those things, you know, and correct some of those things so God can give us what we're supposed to get and get to the new level of what we're supposed to. Uh, speaking of that, I did go to my new job. Like I was telling you guys on the last one, it's pretty cool, man. Like I, I like it, bro. Like compared to my last, the last plan I was at, I'm not working nearly as hard. <laughs> nearly as hard at this plant, man. And I'd be on break for like hours, bruh, with no work. The last plant, I was busting my ass in there, bruh. It was so much work to do. This is how much work I don't do at the new job, bruh. I forget I don't, I didn't take a lunch. It'd be, I'd be like, oh, I got to go clock out for a lunch for today because I've literally been chilling. I can do overtime at my will. You know what I'm saying? And, this job, I come in before my shift if I want to do overtime, not after. I don't have to stay at, you know, after my shift. So I'm happy with that, man. Everybody been cool, um, you know. Everybody been straight. You know, a couple weird vibes in there. You know how it is. That's just any place, man. You, you can just read vibes and know, you know, you tell cuz over there ain't got it all the way together. Don't really fuck with him because, you know, whatever. Let's see. Um... I know I told you guys about my grandmother on the last episode or so that she was in the hospital. Got out the hospital, man, and ever since then, she's been wreaking havoc, bro, because she want to do what she's not supposed to do. And I've been telling y'all for the longest, she's a G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to sum it up, she wasn't supposed to be staying at home by herself, right? Uh, so she was staying at my great aunt's crib that has nurses to take care of her 24 hours a day. So my grandma was over there with them parlaying or whatever the case. My grandma didn't want to be over there. My grandma wanted to be in her own crib. So 
you know, she would go back and forth and argue with me all the time about trying to get back to the house. I'm like, yo, you ain't supposed to be at home by yourself, this, that, and the third. So what does she do? She conjures up another way to get back and finesse her way back home, right? She called the next door neighbor from my great aunt's crib and was like, yo, can you take me uh, home? I need to go get some clothes and such and such is going to bring me back over there. And that's exactly what happened. I get a phone call. She asking me, how do I turn off the alarm at her own, at her house? She didn't even know how to turn off the alarm in her own house, bro. So I'm kind of baffled. And I'm like, well, well, how did you get back home? You know, we going back and forth. We arguing this and the third. So I'm like, whatever. You're going to do what you want to do. Forget it. So, um, um, you know, the, the car key situation comes about. Because, you know, she ain't supposed to be driving, man. She about to be 86, I believe. 85, 86. I don't know. I, get her, I know her birthday is on July 5th. But I forget. I think she's about to be 86. Anyway. Um, about the car keys, it's like, bro, like, you just got out the hospital, like, a month ago, you know what I'm saying, give yourself some time, and at the the same time, and you 80, 85, 86, I don't even think you're supposed to be even on the road, man, that's like a hazard to people, so, I've been taking her places and doing this and doing that, but, moral of the story, man, um, after us going back and forth, you do not mess with grandmammy's car keys, bro, my grandma has been going ham on me for, the past week or so about these car keys, bro. Like, every time she's called me, it's been about, like, life or death situations. Or what if I'm in the house and I can't get out of here and I need to, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's like, bro, if you can get out the house, the, the neighbor next door to you will uh, make sure that you get taken somewhere. Talking about, I can keep my car keys down here uh, just with me. You know what I'm saying? No, you can't because you be out there trying to, first of all, she on a walker, bro. She walking. She on a walker, G. So is she on a walker? She'd be out there trying to go out to Sam's and her favorite places are Sam's and Walgreens. She'd be out in Walgreens and Sam's, bruh, in the car, trying to get bags back to the car on a walker when she walking, you know, one step a minute, bruh. I said, nah, bruh, I'm not having it. So she went off on me, bruh, and she told me, I took care of you when you was a kid. <laughs> I told her, well, who else was going to do it? You know what I'm saying? But you and my mama, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, stuff like that, but... The end of the day, man, you don't mess with grandmammy's car keys, bro. So I, I put them down there and I gave them to her. But, you know, between me and y'all, I kept her garage remote. So even if she do try to sneak out, bro, she can't get out of the garage. <laughs> but it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? But all jokes aside, throughout this whole process of my grandma being down, man, I'm grateful that she's, you know, still as strong as she's always been. And she's 100. But, you know. Hey, man, the doctor will write her a prescription, and she won't take it. Told me flat out, you know, because she's supposed to take some kind of medicine. And I'm like, yo, blah, 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 this, that, the third. I'm not taking that. I was like, well, are we going back and forth about it? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, at that point, it's like, okay, is it old age, or is it wisdom, or is it ignorance? You know what I'm saying? Because I go to the doctor, and I have a near-death experience, and they telling me to take this and take that. I'm going to take it. But I guess when you grow up in a different time period and you really that headstrong about things and really determined, I guess you kind of form your own opinion. I don't know. I don't know if, what's the, um, what should I say? I don't know what the correlation is, if, if, if it's wisdom or if it's ignorance or what. But, you know, hey, I guess when you get that age, you do what you want to do. I know we had a, a a family friend that passed away. She was older. But, um she wouldn't, you know, stay in the hospital and wouldn't take the medicine. She, you know, 
had going on and was taking the IVs out and XYZ and she was older and she ended up passing away. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know, man. I just hope when I get that age or, you know, I, I will listen to people, you know what I'm saying? But then again, if I've been so used to being in control and running things, maybe I won't because that's what my grandma does too. You know, she's used to running things. She's used to being a boss. You know, she used to anchor in the family, which she still does certain, you know, in certain ways, but at the same time, she needs to understand that she needs some help, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad I'm here to, you know, be of any assistance and still get on her nerves as usual. And even though she gets on my nerves, I still love her, you know? But at the end of the day, you don't play with Grandmammy's car keys, you know? I was about to hit Granny with the 30, the 30 cal. <laughs> she kept going off of me about these car keys, bro. Other day on one of my breaks at work, I got to check out some, uh, one of my favorite networks to look at is Vice. Uh, they have a lot of just outrageous stuff that they have on there, just out-of-the-box stuff that you wouldn't even be thinking about. And uh, they had a special about Miami lifestyle with the luxury car rentals, which is something that I always thought was one of the dumbest things ever in life. In my opinion, it was just a total waste of money. You know, unless you like a millionaire and that's just your real lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Never at the the uh, the, the, the amount of income that I make right now would I go out to Miami or anywhere for that matter, man, and rent a Lamborghini and pay somebody a thousand dollars a day or seven hundred dollars a day or five hundred dollars a day just to rent this exotic car just to pull up and then like look like I'm somebody. I would say one of the the dumbest moments I remember. Uh, well, I wouldn't say dumb. It was just crazy. I remember this dude. I was at club. Uh, I don't know if it was Story or. We were at KLD. We was in Miami for my boys' bachelor party a, year, a couple years back. And this dude pulled up. He pulled up in like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini right in front of the club. You know what I'm saying? It's a line outside, blah, 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 right? So he pulls up. I want to say he parked in front or valeted. And then he went and got into the back of the line with everybody else. The back of the line with everybody else. Now, when you're a boss, when you... Got that paper and it's long. You're not waiting no line. You already gonna have things set up or you're gonna do X, Y, and Z so that when you pull up to the club in that Rari, you walk right in that motherfucker. Or you right in the front and you talking to securities and they on the radio to confirm who you are so you get right in that motherfucker. Now, I knew what it was when I went down there years ago because that um that whole luxury lifestyle of renting a car when you go to Miami and South Beach and chill and all that. First of all, ain't nowhere to really even park down there. So it's like, ain't no party even renting a car like that. And, and the Miami Strip is one block. You know what I mean? It's like one street. You know what I'm saying? So you do all that just to stunt, for one. For two, I knew like all these luxury cars I was seeing, I was seeing like all these crazy ass Phantoms and Ferraris and all this and this and the Maybachs and all that. I'm thinking like, I don't know. So now it's uncovered that a lot of people know that when you go to Miami or you go to Vegas or wherever you go, you can rent a luxury car, an exotic car. Now, I have seen stories where people that don't even know about how to drive these cars are blowing the engines out, meaning you got a hit on your insurance because now they got to replace the engine in a Ferrari or uh, whatever the kind of car this is. And I'm sure that shit's high as hell. I know, I know a guy... Got a G-Wagon. You know, he owns a G-Wagon. Like, it's a, a later model. I don't know, like a 2017, 2018, something like that or whatever. Man told me it was $3,100 for him to get tires and an oil change. So It was something like that. I, don't, I think it was, yeah, it was something simple like 
for him to get tires and the oil change was like thirty-one or forty-one hundred dollars. It was something like that, and I'm like, what, bruh? <laughs> like a oil change and some tires was like over three grand, man. Like, wow. You know, I mean, the tires on my car, I hate it. They three fifty a piece. You know what I'm saying? So I hate that, and I got a luxury car, but you know, when you cross over to that situation of being in luxury. You kind of have to bite the bullet in certain areas. But renting a luxury car, you know, that that's, that's a, I don't know. So that whole documentary uncovered, like, the, the black market scheme of the things where they had guys who had these cars that were, like, owned by private entities. And if you had bad insurance, they just tax your ass something crazy to rent the car. You know what I'm saying? Or, or they show how, you know, somebody's in town shooting a music video. Hey, we got contacted to pull up on this music video and just sit the car right there while somebody raps in front of the car. Then you had other points where they was talking about, hey, you know, we got this, this and that car and your biggest celebrities come in town and they rent the car or your average Joe Bo, whoever the hell want to be somebody come and rent the car. And people so crazy with the facade and the finesse game is that. I'm pretty sure when you're driving up and down the street in the car, people don't even know that it's not your car or they don't care. They just so amazed at the car and that make you feel like the man. And I thought about it. I'm like, damn. So in that aspect of I'm going to go rent a car in a different city to uh, portray like I'm somebody that I'm not just so I can be the man or feel like the man in that moment. It would probably be depressing when you have to turn the car back in. You have to leave that lifestyle that you left in Miami or wherever the hell to come back to your normal ass lifestyle. That You know what I mean? Like, damn, I, I missed that. I would say one of the craziest moments for me was being on the Scream tour. Uh, it was the one where um, Bow Wow wasn't on it. It was like uh, Sierra was like the one of the headliners. Uh, T.I. was on there. Um, I remember 50 Cent would come on. Um, who else performed that year? I forget. Anyway, I was DJing the Scream tour, and I had um, I'm on, I'm on, you know, I'm on the, the platform with my DJ equipment, DJing whatever, and you know they paused because we, you know, it was St. Louis, so they paused or whatever, and they like, yo, such and such, give it up for the DJ from St. Louis, da da da, DJ Sofla, and they shine a light on me, right? In the stadium, I don't know. I don't know how many thousands of people are in there. I forget what. I don't know. I forget what even stadium we were in here. And um, man, I remember seeing that light in the crowd going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Going crazy. My phone was in my pocket, and I'm DJing, and it's blowing up back to back. Text messages, phone calls. People like, man, I just saw you. I got so many hits on like MySpace and shit. Like people like, man, I saw you at the concert. Da 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 da. And and it, it, it wasn't the most craziest thing from go from that to come back to you know my normal life of every day going to college <laughs> and uh, walking around. People don't know who you are. Not trying to say I wanted to be famous, but in that moment when I was younger, yeah, I wanted to be famous. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, hey, I'm something great. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm talented this and the third. I want to be famous. So that was kind of like a, 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 a damn uh, reality check. You can go from that to that. So my comparison is you go from driving a $400,000 car, $200,000 car. Everybody think you the man. Ride them down the street. You're mingling with chicks. You probably bought a suite or something at a hotel. You're in the club. And you come back to your regular everyday life where... You really, 
you know, don't have it like that. And you're really not that guy. So I will, I'm probably saying it to say, like, it's probably more depressing to do that and then have to give all that stuff up and come back to your normal life than it is just to live and be who you are. You know what I'm saying? I know some will say, man, nah, I'm a, fuck that. I want that balling ass experience, which is fine. But you don't want to be in a situation where you just steady chasing that. I know people like that. They steady chasing the next big thing or they steady chasing the how do I look bigger than lifestyle or how do I look more important than I am or how do I fake it till I make it on that level. It's nothing wrong with faking it till you make it. But when you faking it till you make it to the point where, you know, you really just fronting and you finessing, it's all bad, man. Because when it comes down and all, all them smoke and mirrors fall, then what do you got? And how 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 fragile is your ego that you gon you not gonna crumble under that pressure, and you not gonna have a nervous breakdown under that pressure? You know what I'm saying? Fool for thought, bruh, bruh. All charges dropped for Jesse Smollett, bruh. All charges are dropped for Jesse Smollett, bruh. Breaking news. Now, I don't know. What do you have about sixteen charges? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of baffled. Uh, there probably was some type of deal cut or something was going on. I don't know. Uh, or or his attorneys had to find some type of loophole in the prosecution or the way they treated him or something. Um, but at the same time, I never really thought he should have probably went to prison for that. I mean, fraud is fraud. At the same time, um, he was going about it all wrong. You know, for the reasons. Yes. I feel like he should probably have to pay a hefty ass fine because of, you know, all the investigation hours and the the probably the more police staff that they put on, uh, you know, for for investigation, paying those people. So yeah, I thought he should have paid a fine, but I didn't think he was supposed to do no jail time for that. You know, um, but yeah, all charges are dropped for Jesse Smollett, man. If you didn't know, he was the one that um, orchestrated a. a, a a situation where he got beat up for a Subway sandwich, bro. Um, and then a noose was thrown around his neck with some uh, some kind of chemical poured on him, bleach or something like that. And and uh, he was upset because of the way he was being treated on Empire. So, yeah, all the uh, the charges have been dropped for him. Um, as far as his career goes, I think he's done. I don't think anybody will really pick him up. The, 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 probably the, the biggest thing he could probably do, right, which is probably shoot some type of documentary about why he did it. You know what I mean? Or or, or something in-depth about the situation on why things happened the way they did. Because other than that, he's not getting picked up by nobody. You know what I'm saying? Then maybe he can probably get eased into a Netflix series. But he needs to lay low for at least the rest of this year, bro. The rest of this year, lay low. And then put out that fucking documentary about why you did what you did. And that's your your best bet of, you know, attempting to make a comeback. Then maybe somebody will put you on a Netflix series. Now, I was listening to some of the previous playback of this episode and um, about five, ten minutes back. And it, it was like some, I don't know what that was, some feedback or something like that. I don't know if that was a demon or some type of sorcery going on on the podcast. But I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, I don't know if it's because that I set my phone here um, by the microphone. So maybe the frequencies have did something to the recording. But yeah, that's never happened before. But I, at the same time, 
I'm not going to go back and replay it because, uh, I mean, not replay it, but uh, go back and record it because I, I don't know what I was talking about. And number two, um, yeah, I don't know how to fix that if it is something with the software because I don't read manuals or anything like I told y'all before. So I don't really know how to work none of this stuff that I'd be recording this podcast on. I'd just be messing with shit and it just sounds good and I'll put it out there. Now, Sway Lee, he had a situation with his ex-girlfriend or his girlfriend or whoever she is where she put out uh, a series of messages and details about him cheating. Now, you know, I'm a member of the faithful black men community. Shout out to Charlemagne. Uh, black men don't cheat. So, um, I'm not sure what she's talking about in that sense, <laughs> but however, um, she did leak a conversation between, uh, Sway Lee and her where he was on their phone talking, basically kind of trying to plead his case about how much he liked her and loved her and wanted to be with her. But he was just making the comparison is like, you know, how much stuff other entertainers and, uh, you know, musicians, uh, wives or girlfriends have to put up with them you know, into being with them, you know, accepting who they are. And he brought up, uh, uh, I think Gucci man. He was like, you know how much, uh, I think is her name Keisha. I don't know. Uh, how much Keisha had to put up with, with Gucci man and da, 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 da this in the third, which she shouldn't have never leaked his private conversation. But at the same time, I mean, I would just say with anybody, don't get me wrong. Cheating is the wrong thing to do. I will say that cheating is wrong. However, when you're dealing with somebody as young as Sway Lee, or, as, or or not even as young, but dealing with somebody that has to deal with temptation on a daily basis, you know that's a that's a heavy crossroad you gotta you gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not strong enough in that area, and I'm not trying to say Sway Lee is a, a weak individual because I don't know him personally, but it's just like you kind of know what you're signing up for when you're dealing with these rappers or these actors or. Or whoever that's in the spotlight and they getting temptation thrown at them at every which way. I know a girl to this day, man, a good friend of mine, won't say who she's uh, in a relationship with or whatever. But, you know, she talk about all the time about how she catch this nigga cheating or, you know, this, that, and the third. Or she finds this or that. You know what I mean? But she still put up with that shit. You know, I'm not, it's no judgment to her. I mean, she putting up with that shit because that's what she wants to do. You understand? Um, but at the end of the day, I just feel like when you're dealing with people that's in the spotlight, you kind of know what you signed up for. And you got to make that decision. But, uh, hey, that's all I can think about for this week. I don't know. Um, I mean, I always got some things going on in my crazy life that I probably don't remember to tell you guys. Or maybe too personal. <laughs> but... That's going to do it for this episode 32 of the Fly Perspective Podcast. And um, we're going to ride out like this. My guy, Paperboy Proc, from the crib, man, from St. Louis, Missouri. You hear me? This joint is called Bless. Y'all do it. Y'all got any questions or concerns, send it to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. I'm at DJ SoFly on Instagram. And uh, you can look me up on Facebook, too, at DJ S-O-F-L-Y-Y, DJ SoFly. And uh, make sure y'all check out them day-by-day motivational videos that I've been doing, man. Yeah. And uh, be blessed, you yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Paper. Boy. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh. 
I ain't gotta bust it down, I'ma keep it plain Jane Fuck a limit, you can catch me in the fast lane Big dog, I'm a motherfucking great dame Blowing high octane, give a nigga chest pain I ain't tryna maintain, I ain't tryna stay the same Eating low main, taking trips up to Spain Hustle in my veins, so much drip, need a drain Tryna count so much money that I get a migraine Came from the jungle, it feel like Jumanji All this horsepower looking like I'm in the derby On the grind run, I won't let these niggas worry me It's kill or be killed, I won't let these niggas bury me In the jungle ready for action, I get it cracking Been a long time, where you been, what happened? Running on the track, my nigga, I'm overlapping Mapping in the studio, trapping, I made it happen Never lacking, moonwalking, Michael Jackson Killing assassin, get the full clip and I ain't acting Don't talk too much, cause it's all about action Feeling like AI, you talking about practice? I ain't gotta bust it down, I'ma keep it plain Jane Fuck the limit, you can catch me in the fast lane Big dog, I'm a motherfucking great dame Blowing high octane, give a nigga chest pain I ain't tryna maintain, I ain't tryna stay the same Eating low main, taking trips up to Spain Hustle in my veins, so much drip, need a drain Tryna count so much money that I get a migraine Get, get, get a bag while they mash, steady popping tags S-class, going fast, blowing plenty gas You hitting licks with no mash, yeah that's suicidal Told myself I was gonna make it and I put that on the Bible I know my grandma probably hate the way I'm moving now I'm hard-headed but I know she's smiling, looking down I gotta get it while I can, ain't no stopping now Daughter need the best so I'm grinding like rocket power Fuck a 9 to 5, fuck a 17 an hour First you get the money, then you get the fucking power I'm about to make it happen, no capping, give me an hour Said I'm about to make it happen, no capping, give me an hour I ain't gotta bust it down, I'ma keep it plain Jane Fuck the limit, you can catch me in the fast lane Big dog, I'm a motherfucking great dame Blowing high octane, give a nigga chest pain I ain't tryna maintain, I ain't tryna stay the same Eating low main, taking trips up to Spain Hustle in my veins, so much drip, need a drain Tryna count so much money that I get a migraine Yeah, yeah